shrinking glaciers, a nudge. Dying forests, they were a tap on the shoulder. We got a finger in our chest from the rising sea level and a sharp poke in the ribs from recent wildfires in Alaska. Then dying coral reefs and eroding coastlines pushed us hard. The drowned polar bears, that was a shove. Melting permafrost, that was a slap. Rising ocean temperatures and extreme weather, an uppercut. Then record-breaking heat waves hit us right where it hurts. Has it occurred to anyone that maybe the Earth is trying to get our attention? We can still reduce greenhouse gas pollution before it's too late. To find out how, go to fightglobalwarming.com. Brought to you by Environmental Defense, the Robertson Foundation, and the Ad Council. Melting polar ice. You are listening to Your Community Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again, the circle of family, the circle of being. I think I left one out. Circle of friends. (laughs) Wake up and be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. You are listening to Your Community Spirit right here on your community radio station, WDBX. This is Ord Energymon. And this is Tree Song. And as you can tell by the very energetic background music, you know, we've got all sorts of action and excitement for you today. <laughs> and as usual, we will first bring you the happenings, then we will bring you the news. Yes. Happenings happen because people here make them happen, but... Really, they happen because people let us know about them. Yeah. And we let you know about them, and therefore you show up at them. Exactly. So. It's a simple equation. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, one quick happening I'll mention. We uh, played a song at the beginning called Away with the Fairies by uh, Incubus Succubus. And uh, I played that. What a what a? uh, A group called Incubus Succubus. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, they're... uh, but I play that because someone just sent me a website. Uh, Sunday is International Fairy Day, so a day to celebrate the fairies. Uh, I think it's fairyday.com. Why do they have a specific day? <laughs> it seems like something you can celebrate all the time. Yeah, you know? well, I celebrate them every day, but you know, not everyone does. So if you don't, this is your special chance. <laughs> there you go. And just in case you didn't know it, it, wait, yesterday or today is the first day of summer? Yesterday. Yesterday. <laughs> yesterday was the longest day, so if it felt really, really long and hot, because it was really long and hot. <laughs> yeah, it did, actually. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the new season. Yes. Construction. <laughs> Construction season. Yes. It so. was a fun day, though, because I, I mean, it wasn't uh, as fun working all day. I did have to work, but... Uh, you know, then I got to go to the sunset concerts at dance and spend time with friends afterwards. So it was a long day in a good way. Got to be productive and enjoyable at the same time. I'm actually still recovering from last weekend. Last weekend, I went to the world's largest renewable energy and sustainable living fair. Mm-hmm. And um, well, first of all, it was two days driving, one day there and one day back. But the main thing was three days just jam-packed from morning till night. <laughs> With not only, um, I had a booth there selling stuff, um, went to a few workshops, went to a few mixers, went to parties, went to 
just more stuff than I could handle. And then, obviously, I couldn't completely handle it because <laughs> I'm still recovering. Yeah. It was a lot of energy. <laughs> um, about 20,000 people came there, and I there was just about 225 booths. So I figure if that is accurate, probably eight or 900 people came to my booth over the course of the weekend. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's true, but... It's a good estimate, though. Definitely hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people <laughs> constantly yeah it was wow i wonder if that's why they hold it so close to the uh summer solstice so that they can get you know almost the longest day of the year to pack it all in <laughs> well they are open for two of the three days for 10 hours mm-hmm. <laughs> 9 to 7 p.m yeah they couldn't do that in december because it'd no. be dark <laughs> yeah so and um a couple hundred workshops and everything i mean even even I ended up going to one, but mainly I just talked to with my distributors and manufacturers. And um, the newest thing I told everybody I would bring back the newest thing that everybody at the fair was talking about was solar powered LED streetlights. Ah, <laughs> they've they've got them down that they're bright enough and energy efficient enough that they can sell them for three to five hundred dollars huh. before that same LED. Um, a solar-powered street light was three to four grand. So. Yeah, I I like that idea because I I remember the first time it was a long time ago, like ten twenty years ago. I one of my relatives had a solar-powered lamp in their house. And the first time I was confused because I thought, well, if it's bright out, you know, they don't need the lamp, but it saves it up and uses it later. So then you don't have to. It, it's like if you could capture sunlight in a jar and then let <laughs> it go when nighttime comes. Isn't that a song? <laughs> captures sunlight in a jar (laughs) if it's not it should be but um the joke a solar powered flashlight is no longer a joke (laughs) and what is the other one um electric car only as good as the extension cord yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's not a joke anymore not a joke either so happenings i want to thank everybody who did send their happening in um saturday is of course the farmer's market if you haven't had a chance to go to the farmer's market, there is lots and lots and lots of good vegetables. Uh, the farmer's market is every Saturday from 8 till 12 at the West Town Center, Route 13 West in Carbondale. And if you weren't aware of it, there's also now a Wednesday farmer's market on the square from 4 to 6 p.m. at the Town Square Pavilion. So, the farmer's markets. Tomorrow and Sunday is the Art Fair and Sculpture Garden. It's the second annual music fest, music galore featuring free music, chamber and jazz concerts, etc. And this is at the historic Hickory Lodge. In case you didn't know where Hickory Lodge was, more and more people are finding out about this beautiful historic place. It is at 1,115, that's 1115 West Sycamore in Carbondale, one block west of the National Guard Armory. So again, it's the Art Fair and Sculpture Garden. This is the Carbondale Community Arts is putting this on. Free admission, convenient parking, affordable art, tempting treats, and soothing sounds. It's on the grounds of like, I don't know, it was a mansion built... It seems like like 150 years ago, but it has all the grounds and the whole place is very, very beautiful. 
So the Art Fair and Sculpture Garden is this Saturday and this Sunday. Also happening this weekend. Yes. Do you know about the Co-op Berry Festival? Yes, the Berry Festival. I was actually uh, just hearing about that because I, you know, I go to the co-op pretty often. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's coming up. Uh, got a nice colorful flyer here with little strawberries on it. The Berry Festival is coming up tomorrow. That's Saturday, June 23rd from 1 p.m. until sundown. And it's at the Blueberry Hill Farm. It's off of South 51 at 675 Wrights Crossing Road. The Berry Season Kickoff Festival, featuring old-fashioned family fun, a berry eating contest, lemonade stand to benefit Adolescent Health Center, horseshoes, games, pie and cobbler baking contests, and live music by the Old Fishkins. You can uh, bring a picnic and a blanket and join in the celebration. This event is sponsored by the Neighborhood Co-op Grocery and the Blueberry Hill Farm. And that sounds like a really fun time because it's, uh, I mean, really, who loses in a berry eating contest? <laughs> Everybody gets to eat berries, so <laughs> it, it's fun all around. And uh, for more information, you can call the co-op on that. Their phone number is 618-529-3533. And if you have a happening that you want to happen... You have to email it to us so it happens. <laughs> um, our email is info at yourcommunityspirit.org. So, other happenings. Tom Nelson, political satire, parody, and social commentary. Next Tuesday, June 26th. Did you notice the month's almost over? Oh, yeah, I noticed. I don't know. Time is flying when you're having fun, I guess. Yeah, it's been a busy and productive month for me. So, next Tuesday, June 26th at 7 p.m. at the Independent Independent Media Center at 214 North Washington Street in Carbondale, Tom Nelson will be doing his political satire parody and social commentary. Now, he has won some awards, but mainly people just really... Well, they call him the John Stewart of folk music. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's like, what did I see? A bumper sticker that said, "Folk music has an attitude." Folk you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or it said, "Folk you." Folk music has attitude. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Tom Nelson, the John Stewart of folk music. Um, will be, again, at the Big Muddy Independent Media Center at 214 North Washington Street next Tuesday. Yes, next Tuesday, 7 p.m. <laughs> nice. So that sounds like fun. Sounds like more than fun. <laughs> sounds like an adventure. <laughs> <laughs> if you want more information about uh, Tom Nelson himself, it's uh, tomnelsonmusic.com. And you can actually hear some of his music on that website. Ah, that's good. So, good deal. Now, we're going to get to some news. But first. Now the news. The news. Sounds very 
dramatic and tense and, you know, news time. <laughs> uh, so let's see. What do we have in the news today? I want to go with this one. Orange you glad we didn't say switchgrass. Fruit may be the latest source for biofuel madness. Could your kumquat power IKEA? A team of U.S. scientists has made a low-carbon fuel from ethanol. Oh, no, low-carbon fuel from fructose, <laughs> the sugar in many fruits. It could be a better bet than ethanol, with 40% more energy, less vulnerability to water, and more stability. Since it can also be made from plant cellulose, it could also skirt the food versus fuel debate. Uh, DMF, the uh, uh, di dimethylfuran, the result of mixing fructose with salt water, hydrochloric acid, a solvent, and a copper-coated catalyst, quote, should be a great fuel, says James Dumisic of the University of Wisconsin-Madison. Just to let you know, I'm glad you're reading that because that has a <laughs> lot of big words in it. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, I, yeah. I Even the guy's to, name. <laughs> yeah, I try to harken back to my high school science days to try to pronounce those words. <laughs> well, his team has made only small batches of this fuel, and unknowns about it abound. But Dumisic says, quote, we could make this happen on a large scale within the next few years uh, if we are told, from an environmental safety point of view, that this would be a good thing to do. This process is very much like a petroleum process, and the knowledge of the petroleum industry in scaling things up could all apply here. Uh, yes, because big oil will definitely want to play along with this one. <laughs> Straight to the source, the Daily Telegraph, Agence France Press, BBC News, uh, 21st of June, 2007. Well, there's one more thing they can agree, agree on. The National Party conventions aim to go green. You've maybe noticed that green is the hot new thing these days, and the U.S. political arena is no exception. The 2008 Democratic and Republican national conventions both plan to get hip to the greenness. Denver, Colorado, site of the Democratic potlatch, is primed to beat eco-friendly convention predecessor Boston by providing hybrid transportation from the airport, encouraging biking to and from hotels, reducing paper use and recycling. With the convention headquarter Pepsi Center, doesn't currently do but is, says a spokesperson, looking forward to exploring. <laughs> That's in quotes, in case you didn't notice. <laughs> Delightfully named Denver Mayor John Hickelooper, Democrat, is jazz but realistic. Quote, the greatest challenge is getting everyone on the same page. Presumably, that's even more true when it comes to the Republican rendezvous in Minnesota's green-leaning Twin Cities. No specific plans have emerged, but there have been mutterings, mutterings, I say, mutterings about energy efficiency and fuel, flex fuel vehicles. But hey, by August 2008... Voters just might be totally over this total whole green fad. <laughs> Straight to the source, Scripps News, the 20th of June, Denver Post, the 19th of June, 2007. Ah, yes, the green fad. <laughs> anyway, in other news, we can't bear to look. U.S. Senate squares off on ambitious energy bill. All eyes are on the Senate this week as it debates a controversial Democrat-penned energy bill. Hey, we said all eyes. Oh, don't go away. 
the legislation contains... Hey, wait, this is a radio show. Put your eyes on the radio now. Yes. <laughs> Keep your eyes on the radio. Uh, the legislation contains several provisions that make big oil, big auto, and big Republicans squirm. It would shift nearly $15 billion in tax credits and subsidies from oil to renewable sources like wind and solar. It requires... It would require utilities to produce 15% of their power from renewables. It would give the feds more power to prosecute gasoline price gouging. And it would mandate a fuel efficiency standard for cars, SUVs, and small trucks of 35 miles per gallon by 2020. Ambitious, yes, but potentially doomed, as opponents are doing their best to puncture the plans. With Majority Leader uh, Senator Harry Reid... Uh, may scuttle the plans and the majority and the whole thing temporarily will take up uh, he will have them take up the immigration debate instead (laughs) Uh, meanwhile as the house floats its own energy solutions powerful Michigan Democrat John Dingell has backed off of plans to support the coal to liquid fuels and weaker efficiency standards at least for now he's backed off from that Straight to the source, Time, uh, CNN Money, Reuters, Associated Press, uh, 18th of June, 2007. And they're off. And they're off. China overtakes United States as the world's biggest polluter, agency says. Hooray! (laughs) The United States is no longer the world's biggest polluter. That honor goes to China, (laughs) which admitted some 8% more carbon dioxide in 2006 than Bushland, according to the Netherlands Environmental Assessment Agency. But on a per-person basis, Americans pollute roughly four to five times more than people in China. Here I thought we were falling behind. Hmm. And while the emission surge is tied to a booming industrial landscape, China opens the equivalent of two coal-fired power plants each week. That growth is spurred in part by Western consumers, well, buying goods made in China, and by outsourced manufacturing. So, ha, 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 it's still our fault. (laughs) The, The U.S., is causing China to become the world's biggest polluter. (laughs) (laughs) While China's leaders work on a climate plan, observers say residents are more more worried about their immediate environment. Quote, most people in China are either unaware of or uninterested in climate change, said Zhu Zin of Renmin University. When we become richer and richer and feel safer and safer, then people will have more time and more resources to pay attention to something not directly linked to themselves. <laughs> Ooh, straight to the source, the Global the Globe and Mail Reuters, the twentieth of June, BBC News, the nineteenth of June, and The Guardian, also the nineteenth of June, two thousand and seven. Yes. And in other news, let's see if I can remember the country country melody that this next headline is based on. Mamas, don't let your babies grow up to be Game Boys. Hey, pretty good. (laughs) Uh, New U.S. Coalition hopes to get vid kids back outside. More than 50 business leaders, politicians, and activists have formed a national partnership to get America's kids the hell outside. (laughs) Inspired by recent concerns that too much fun with video games, computers, and TV can lead to obesity and depression, 
the National Forum on Children and Nature. But big thumbs. Oh, yes, big thumbs, too. Very strong thumbs. <laughs> so the National Forum on Children and Nature is launching a $20 million demonstration projects across the country. Uh, we don't know why it takes $20 million to say, turn off the TV and go outside. Uh, they could we, just hire like a thousand moms. <laughs> yeah, they could just hire a thousand moms. You should be played outside. It's a nice day outside. Uh, but we digress. The effort, organized by the Conservation Fund, includes members ranging from uh, Disney to DuPont, from the Memphis Daily News to Montana Governor Brian Schweitzer. Quote, for decades, environmental educators, conservationists, and others have worked, often heroically, to bring more children to nature, says honorary co-chair Richard Louvre, whose book Last Child in the Woods sparked the current awareness. Quote, the National Forum on Children and Nature will create a new level of commitment and action. This could be the tipping point. Straight to the source, the Washington Post, 19th of June, 2007. And I wanted to read that story because, you know, I do like video games and play some video games and computer games, but as fun as they are, you've also got to get out in the woods sometimes because that's where real reality lies, and it's even more fun than the video games sometimes. That is true. That <laughs> is true. Now, if they could just make a video game based in the forest. Yeah, they, they could. They should. Well, you but know, they could that do wouldn't be anywhere near <laughs> close. But yeah. anyway, they could an do live action role playing games out in the forest. There you go. It's funny to me the friends who uh, you know will play uh, magical characters who are forest oriented, but then they themselves never go out in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> the ch- chance to be your own live action hero. Ah, go to the woods. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I used to do that. Yellow Jersey Optional, the city of Paris to begin bike-sharing program. Ah, Paris, the sex tape, the jail time. Wait, 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 wait. Wrong Paris. Wrong (coughs) Paris. (laughs) The croissants, the berets, the Felix Tower, and now the free bikes. By mid-July, 10,648 bicycles. Where'd they come up with that number? Some random number. (laughs) Random. 10,000... 648 bikes. Very precise. Will show up at 750 stations across the city of love, allowing riders to pick them up and drop them off at a different destination. By 2008, the city hopes to provide nearly twice that many two-wheel transports. A prepaid card or credit card will unlock a bicycle from a station. A 30-minute ride is free and every additional half hour costs one euro or about a dollar thirty-three. Riders can also rent bikes weekly for 5 euros or annually for a ridiculously low 29 euros. Wow. You can rent a bike. That's like $40 for a whole year yeah. to rent a bike. <laughs> that's pretty impressive. Huh. I want to know who actually keeps them fixed up. We hope car use will diminish and that people will opt to take the bicycle or the bus, says City Hall spokes Parisian. Is that how you pronounce that? Yeah, Parisian. Parisian. <laughs> Some are concerned about safety. France does not require bicycle helmets, but the program has been effective in other European cities. And what's the worry about? It's not like the Tour de France. It's just like the Tour de France, minus yeah. the doping. <laughs> <laughs> Straight to the source, Pranic Arc Reuters, 
the 14th of June, 2007. Yes. And in other news, some news about the trees. As if trees didn't have enough to worry about. As landowners age, future of family-owned forests in the U.S. is unclear. An interesting phenomenon is sprouting up among American landowners, or forest owners to be precise. Nearly 60% of U.S. forests are privately owned, most by families and individuals, the majority of whom are 55 years old or older. More often than not, aging landowners' offspring have moved to the city, are uninvolved in forest management, and are uninterested in becoming so. Uh, the situation is, quote, a ticking time bomb, says Brett Butler of the U.S. Forest Service Family Forest Research Center. Squeamishness about uh, death can uh, keep landowner families from discussing what should be done uh, with tracts of land when the inevitable happens. And high taxes are a deterrent to unwilling heirs who feel like they have few choices about the land. Quote, the deterrent to, uh, or the, well, let's see, the first time Walmart or a developer makes an offer on this land, they are going to take it, says Al Sample of the Pinchot Institute for Conservation. To keep forests from that fate, a variety of programs offer advice to unprepared landowners. And advocates hope that the 2007 Farm Bill will provide incentives for keeping these forests in the family. Straight to the source, the New York Times, 14th of June, 2007. Well, you've been listening to Your Community Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Before we uh, say adieu, 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 in this current issue of Rolling Stones, Gore's fight against the climate crisis. Rolling Stone magazine has devoted a sizable portion of their latest issues, which is actually on newsstands until June 28th, to talking about the dangers we face relating to global warming. So pick up that issue, or I could email you this one paragraph description of it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> More dialogue on the climate crisis. If you think it's too hot... Guess what? It's summer. The woods are calling. It's a lot. It's usually about 10 degrees cooler there. And then if you really want to get cool, there's something called water. Yes. <laughs> we tend to have lots of it around here, which is why it's so humid. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it comes up with places to go swimming. Yeah. That's so. why, you know, the humid air reminds you. It's like, oh, yeah, there's water around here. We're supposed to go jump in the water. <laughs> so... I hope to see you around the Dale doing a little swimming.